Hey friends, welcome to the Highland Church Podcast. We believe that you were made for God's mission. We encourage you to check out our website, highlandcc.org, where you can learn more about what you are called to in Christ Jesus. Let's hear a message today that we hope will challenge, encourage you, and ultimately help you to grow and identify your purpose in the plan of God. Starting next week, there will be a brand new church in Memphis, Tennessee. It's called Oikos. As you know, for the last few years, Highlands leaders have been praying about starting a new church, and about a year ago, we were approached with the opportunity to do just that. We've partnered with some terrific church planners, and we have sent some of our best people, and we've provided resources to help this new church get off the ground. It's called Oikos, and next week is their first official Sunday. So today, we are going to bless and send the Oikos Church. So I've got just a few things to say this morning as we're blessing and sending the Oikos Church. As I've been thinking about this for the last year, thinking about what it means to bless these people as we send them off to start a new church in Jesus' name and for the sake of the kingdom of God. I keep thinking about another blessing in my life. It was um, almost eight years ago now. Lindsay and I were in the hospital, Germantown Methodist Hospital, and we just had our first son, Noble. And some of you may remember that Noble's delivery did not go really smoothly. We had some really um, some com- com- complex difficulties Lindsay got really sick. In fact, there was a moment where I was worried that I might lose my wife, Lindsay. I was really scared. And so Noble finally comes into this world. My wife is, is not well, laying in the bed, and I'm overwhelmed by this reality of my wife who's hurting and this new child that I'm now responsible for, and I was just overwhelmed. And so I sent a word to the church office that we didn't want to see anybody. We just needed a few minutes alone. We didn't want to see anybody. I was scared. And not 10 minutes later, there's a knock at the door. And I go to the door and open the door, and it's Larry McKenzie. Now, some of you, most of you know Larry McKenzie. He's been a minister here for over 50 years, just retired recently. But apparently, either he didn't get the memo about us not wanting any visitors, or, and this is more likely, Larry just didn't care. (laughs) And Larry walked into the room and there I was looking shell-shocked with a baby in my arms and there's Lindsay on the hospital bed looking sick and faint nearly like a ghost and Larry walks in I'll never forget what he said he walks in and he looks at both of us and he said I'm only going to be a minute I'm here to bless you mom I'm here to bless you dad and I'm here to bless this boy he said you need your blessing and honestly I I can't remember what he said after that can't remember everything he did, but I remember that when he left the room, I felt different than I had just a few moments before. I had this feeling like, okay, we can do this. We can do this. And I've kept thinking about that the last year as we've prepared to bless and send the Oikos Church, because a blessing is a sacred thing. Now, I know there's secular versions of blessings. There's the blessing that you know, a bridesmaid or groomsman gives at a wedding when they, they toast to the bride and groom and say a few words. And there's other kind of secular blessings like um, a Christmas bonus at work or a, a graduation party for a high schooler or a, a retirement dinner. All of those are blessings in their own way, but there's a difference between those kind of blessings and the kind of blessings that the people of God give to each other. That kind of blessing is sacred because it taps into the power of God, we're told. It's connected to what God has been doing for us and in us since the beginning of time. 
You know, it's something like the difference between jumping in a swimming pool and getting baptized. You know, in both cases, it's just water. But when somebody's giving their life to Jesus in that water, and someone's lowering them down into new life in Jesus in that water, we believe that God's doing something in that water. I think a blessing among the people of God is similar. That a blessing taps into God's power, His purposes, His promise for us. And because of that, it is sacred. It's special. And like I said, it's also what God's been doing for us and connected to what God has been doing for us since the beginning of time. Did you know that that word blessing, Barak, it shows up over 80 times in Genesis. Some people call Genesis the book of God's blessing. And it shows up as early as chapter 1. So we looked at chapter 1 a few weeks ago in Genesis, which is the story of the seven days of creation. Creation of the world, creation of animals, creation of humans. And let me show you this. This is in Genesis 1.22. That word blessing shows up three times in the following verses. So this is just after God creates animals and we read that God blessed them, the animals, and he said to him, be fruitful, increase in number, and fill the water in the seas, and let the birds increase on earth. That's on day five. Then on day six of creation, God creates humans in the image of God, and we talked about this last week. And then he says to them, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it. And then on day seven, God rests from all of his work of creation, and we read this, verse, chapter two, verse three. And then God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy. And then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. I want you to think about this. You know, the first book of the Bible, you know, the source or the origin of, of our whole story starts with this point, that what God does and has been doing since the beginning is to bless us, to bless his creation. That he creates a world in which we can thrive. And that's really what blessing means. I mean, I think sometimes we think that what a blessing is, is just kind of wishing somebody well. And God certainly wishes us well, but God gives us what we need to live well. You know, he creates this world. He provides for us everything we need so that we can thrive in this world. So to be blessed by God is to be, is to be consecrated to be him, to be set apart for him, to be made holy like he does for the Sabbath day, which means to be set apart and prepared for and given everything you need to do God's purposes in your life. One of my favorite authors is a guy named Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry writes about this character who's a barber in this fictional small town in Kentucky. And the barber comes to the end of his life and what he realizes at the end of his life is that he was blessed. And the way he realizes that is he reflects back on his life and he sees that he was following a path, a path that he didn't always know was there, but and looking back, he sees that everything he needed to get to where he was was laid out for him along that path by God. And so he looked back on that and knew that he had been blessed. The idea is that a blessing is not just to wish somebody well, but to lay out a path for them and to align that path with everything they need to get to where they're supposed to be. And I think that's something of what Jesus means in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 when he says again and again, blessed are the blank, for they will blank. And, and then he says about all these different people who we don't typically think of as blessed. So the poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who are weak, uh, the persecuted. He says of all these people that we don't often think of as blessed, that they are blessed. Why? Well, because there's a path ahead of them. There's, 
there's a gift for them. There's a calling to them. Maybe it's the inheriting the earth or the kingdom of God or peace. So to be blessed to Jesus is to have this path, this path that is lined with God's promises and power. And so if you read Genesis, and we'll read this in the next coming weeks, you get to Genesis 3 when humans sin. And that story in some ways is about the way that we, we turn away from the path or the blessing that God lays out for us. And there, is some, there are sorry, some, some consequences for that. But the message of the rest of Genesis is not that we're no longer blessed. In fact, the message is that God is going to overcome our sin because God desires to bless us more than anything else in the world. In fact, there's this critical passage in Genesis 12, maybe the most important passage in the whole book, when God blesses his servant Abraham in order that the blessing of God might get to everybody else. Look at this. This is in Genesis 12. And the Lord said to Abram, that's his name at this point, the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household, household sorry, to the land that I'll show you. And I will make you into a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I'll curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And so Abram went as the Lord had commanded him. There's a whole lot I want to say about this passage, and I am going to preach on this passage later. And maybe the most important thing about this passage is it prepares us to think about Jesus and how through Abraham's descendants the whole world would be blessed. But I'll, I'll save that for another time. What I want you to see, though, in this passage is, is the answer to the question, why does God bless? Why does he God bless Abraham or Abram at this point? He blesses Abraham because he wants Abraham to bless others, right? He consecrates Abraham to himself. He sets out this path in front of him. He promises him that he's going to provide everything he needs along that path because he has this vision of Abraham getting to the place where everybody's blessed through him. He's laying out the path for him. You know, his blessing is a blessing of purpose, right? He's blessing him so that he will bless others. And what's really amazing is if you follow this story arc in Genesis, we see this proving to be true. By the end of Genesis, we read, in the, and this is in Genesis 41, 57, that all the world, so all the nations, like he promises in Genesis 12, all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because there was a famine that was severe everywhere. You know, what God promises is proving true, that through Abraham and his family, all the world's going to be blessed. And we know that this promise finally is filled and fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Now, of course, um, there's this other part of blessing in this passage. And, and this is why this, these verses are so important to me today. And I've prayed a lot about them this year as we've prepared to bless and send oikos. Is that sometimes when we're blessed to bless others, that includes us going where God sends us. That's one of the most striking things about this story in Genesis 12 to me on this day is that it's this blessing that galvanizes Abraham to go where God sends. You look at Genesis 12:1, God tells him to go. Verse 4, so Abraham went. Well, what happens in verses 2 and 3? God blesses him. You know, it's the blessing that moves him from being called to go to actually going. So today we're blessing 
in sending the Oikos Church. And like I've said a few times, we've been gearing up for this and praying for this for a year. Really, our elders and staff have been praying for this for over a year. We were praying that God would, would help us to plant a church in His name and for His sake in this city. And then a few years later, Smith and Kelsey came to us and um, we saw God's hand in that. We had been praying for this. And then there are all kinds of other just serendipitous blessings along the way that have confirmed to us that God has been behind this. God raised up various people from Highland and elsewhere who have the exact gifts that a church plant needs to get off the ground. I mean, person after person that we've looked at and we've just seen that they're perfectly aligned for this calling of going. And then, I mean, there's been other little things which aren't, which aren't really little. I mean, Oikos has this perfect space that's just, I mean, it's, it's basically been designed for a church and nobody was using it and they got it at a great price. I mean, right where they wanted to be, things like that, it's just hard to believe. And then let me tell you one more story. I was, I was touring Oikos's new building with Smith the other day and He's walking me through these rooms and he comes to this hole in the wall and he says, right here, this is our, our washer and dryer hookup and maybe one day we'll, we'll be able to get a washer and dryer. And the moment I was standing there, I get a text about a Highlander who's wanting to donate a washer at the very moment I was standing there. And I asked Smith, you know anybody who wants this? And it's there now in their new building. I mean, things like that have just confirmed to us that God is behind this. God is blessing this new church plant. And so today, what we're doing as the people of God is just ratifying God's blessing. Now here's the thing, the blessing is the easy part. It's the sending part that's hard. Because some of these people that we're sending are some of my closest friends, and they're some of your closest friends. Uh, some of them are family members to other people who are at Highland, and then of course they're all part of our family as children, brothers and sisters in Christ. And so to see them go is hard. And um, here's the thing, I, I know in talking with most of them that it, it wasn't an easy decision for any of them. And it's because, not because of me, not because they're gonna miss me, it's because they love and adore you all. You are their family. And so it is tough to see them go, but, but let me just remind you, they're not, they're not going, we're sending them. We're sending them in the name of Jesus and for the sake of the kingdom of God. And we are blessing them as they go. And we're laying out a path for them. And we've placed along that path the resources and gifts they need so that they can reach God's calling on them of blessing others. We're blessing them so that they will go where God is sending them and bless others. And I hope that this blessing that we give them today is going to make a difference. That it'll be like that blessing that Larry gave us in that hospital room years ago. That They're, they're daunted by this task right now. To be a brand new church is a scary thing. But I'm praying that after this blessing, that they'll believe we can do this. You can. You can. And so Oikos Church, we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ and in the power of God our Father who blesses each of us. We bless you that you might go and bless others. We bless you so that you will reach others in the name of Jesus Christ and unite them to our God and Father. We bless you so that you will grow and be fruitful and multiply. And then in growing and multiplying, our Christ Jesus will be lifted high and our God and Father will be glorified. And we bless you as God did that you will be set apart and holy for his purposes empowered by his promise. We bless you today, Oikos Church. We love you and our prayers of blessing 
go with you. Now just one more word to those who are staying at Highland, to those who are gonna be here. I wanna bless you today as well. Because as you look at those who are leaving and going, being sent, who are going with the Oikos Church, you can tell, I mean, these are core people at Highland. These are people who've been Sunday school teachers, small group leaders. Um, they've worked with our children and young adult ministries. They've been integral to our young adult um, class and group. I mean, these are people who have been big pieces of the Highland fabric for a long time. And they're going leaves a hole here. And I'll tell you what, what drew them to a new church is what draws anybody to a new church. And it's that sense that if this new thing is going to get off the ground, it's going to be because I'm part of it. It's, it's all hands on deck in a church plant. And there's this myth, there's this sense that in an established church like Highland, that, that they, don't, they don't really need me, that, that Highland's strong enough without me. And I'll tell you, Highland is strong. I mean, we're strong enough to plant a church and that is strong, but don't believe we don't need you. We're strong because there are people who are just pouring themselves into this place by the grace of God. That's what makes us strong. And as these folks go and do this great work with Wacos, we need some of you to step up. You know, here's the truth. Paul tells us this in 1 Corinthians 12. You are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. You know, our hope this year in 2022 is that you will find your part in God's plan here at this church that you'll live into that and you'll help Highland be what God's calling it to be. Because God has blessed Highland for the same purpose, and that is to bless the world. And we need your help to do that. Can I say a prayer of blessing over all of us? God, my prayer is a prayer of hope and confidence that you have already blessed us, that you have blessed us for the purpose of blessing others for your sake and for your glory. God, I pray for those who would go with the Wacos today, who we are sending out in your name. God, I pray that you would fill them with your greatest blessings. I pray that they would reach this city in your name and for your sake. And God, I pray for those who are staying here at Highland, that you would raise them up, that you would empower them to see their part in your plan here at this church and in your kingdom, God. Would you fill them with your blessing so they, they might live into your purposes, that they might follow your path, that they might bless others for your sake. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen.